0: Welcome to Coffee Table Mythos. I'm Eliza. And I'm Leah. Grab your favorite beverage and let's talk myths. So what you drinking?
1: A Home Riesling out of a purple and teal wine glass that is the only wine glass we own because we don't drink wine. (laughs) I'm sorry. I am drinking wine before noon because we went shopping this morning. And I decided to buy Eliza flowers and she bought us Starbucks. And when we got in the car, the flowers instigated an incident that involved my venti peppermint mocha, my first one of the season, breaking and spilling all over the inside of my car, which does not have leather or like plastic interior. It has cloth interior. So we get that cleaned up. And then we try to go to the liquor store because we got this recipe for fondue that requires a semi-sweet white wine. And the liquor store that we were going to go to has different hours because of COVID, so they weren't open. So we go to the 7-Eleven, which is open, and Eliza goes in and grabs a bottle. Giant bottle. Come back to the house, and I'm processing my morning, because that wasn't the beginning of the BS. No, it wasn't. I woke up super early. I am not an early bird. I am a permanently exhausted pigeon. But I prefer to be a night owl when possible. (laughs) And I didn't like waking up early. So woke up early because I had a nightmare that this would never happen in real life. No, not but at I all. had a nightmare that Eliza was giving away our dog Dova without talking to me. Well, one, giving her away period, but two, without talking to me, and then we almost got into a car accident because she wasn't going to talk to me and my volume in the dream was just distracting her enough that she almost hit some cars. So, it's been a bad morning. And then we come home and we're putting away groceries and I get distracted and forget that I purchased flowers and the flowers sat out for a couple hours, not in water. So I had purchased white carnations specifically so that I could show her the like elementary school science experiment where you put dye in their water so that it uptakes in the veins and changes the color of the carnation. So I thought she'd love that. and. In the process of getting the flowers situated, once I remembered there were flowers, I am now covered in every color food dye. So you are covered in
0: dye. That's permanent. You had a peppermint mocha from Starbucks explode on you, which the lady, when I went in to get Leah a new one, the lady was like, what happened?
1: Because- She recognized Eliza's hat.
0: Yeah. Because my hat literally says- I am a tasty pork cutlet bowl from the anime Yuri on Ice. have been wearing it for three years, so that says how much I love this hat. But, like, it's very obvious because it's, like, bright turquoise. Anyway, she gave it to me for free. She was very, very sweet. And then, luckily enough, there were plenty of the um, Moscatos and Riesling, right, that we were looking for to make this fondue. And originally I was like... Not sure if I was going to use all, like, we use, we're using Gruyere later.
1: So, it's it's supposed to be brown sugar, Gruyere, semi-sweet white wine, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger. Oh. And then, some of that might be for my ginger snaps later. I
0: was just thinking that. I was like, I thought the ginger and the cinnamon were for... The, you know what? We're making food this weekend. <laughs> We now, will be following
1: the recipe when I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head, which is not working well.
0: So also, if you're noticing a change in quality in the past few episodes and all of a sudden we're coming back to like better quality, it's because we had a whole saga with our desktop computer that had our recording stuff on it and everything. We lost most of all of the art we did digitally, except for some of the stuff that I had saved on my Google Drive. Mm-hmm. We lost quite a few things. So, you want you to tell, tell them the story? So,
1: last recording day, this is what transpired. And it was a really weird series of rapid good and bad luck.
0: Yeah. The whole
1: day. The entirety of the day. We recorded, and then all of this happened in mm-hmm. the rest of the day. This was the day we recorded Fenrir and... Jormungandr. there yeah. So both of us woke up from nightmares that day. We got sick from what we drank. Yeah. Because we had like a particular type of coffee and it made us sick. Yeah. We record and then we go see my mom and we were telling her about the computer problems and in theory, because this is how my dad fixed the computer last time mm-hmm. and it was his computer before he gave it to us. Yeah, it was a hand-me-down. Yeah. The hard drive died and we just needed, in theory, to replace the hard drive. But the hard drive that died was the OS drive. The
0: operating system.
1: Yeah. So we talked to my mom. She gave us money to get the replacement hard drive. Mm -hmm. Great. So then we went to a Best Buy. We bought the hard drive. Left that Best Buy, started driving, forgot the compressed air that we were going to use to clean the inside of the machine because it's quite a few years old. Yep. Go to a different Best Buy. <laughs> Get the compressed air. Get the compressed air. Try to fix the computer. This is when we realized it wasn't just the hard drive that died. It was the operating system hard drive. So we look up how to fix that. And online tells us to put the operating system on a flash drive. Well, we searched everywhere. Can't find a flash drive, even though we know there is one. Mm -hmm. and we say we weren't gonna go back out we go out and we buy a flash drive let's go back out we get the flash drive we get dinner accidentally get an extra set of chicken nuggets in the bag yeah and then at some point picked up a screw in my tire yep so then I have to drop Eliza off and we had Dova so we dropped Dova off at the house go back out to a place to get my tire plugged. Mm -hmm. And luckily I actually had my earbuds on me because I never do never. Mm -hmm. So I was able to listen to music for like the 30 minutes that it took for them to plug the tire. Cause they actually had time, even though they only had two workers and a bunch of cars, they were able to fit me in. Yeah. That was really nice of them. And then I get to go home. Oh, and then they tell me I have a warranty on my tires and I don't have to pay anything. And I was just like, it was so fast, back and forth between the good and the bad luck. I was just confused. I I didn't even have a second to be upset, have a bad day, because I was just like, I don't know what's happening. She came home, and I was like, it's a blessing
0: that you didn't have to pay for anything. Just take it. Yeah. It's going to be fine.
1: So then, we have problems getting the OS on the drive. We try three different ways, because... The computer we still have working is, a, is Mac. a Mac. So we tried formatting it three different ways to get it to work based on people's YouTubes and the comment section when it didn't work. And none of it worked. Could not get this computer working again. So I just buy a refurbished computer. It's a
0: refurbished uh, Lenovo Think Center. And we go into a micro center and the guys are like, oh, what well, can we help you with? It? And I'm like, I want this very specific computer. And they're like, You know it's refurbished, right? I'm like, yeah, that's why I want it.
1: Because it's cheaper. Because
0: it's cheaper. And I have an extra terabyte hard drive I can just plop into this thing and make it better. Now give me the gosh darn computer. So we get this computer and Leah keeps on asking everyone. She's like, no, we just plug it in and turn it on and it works, right? And everyone's
1: like, yeah. Yeah. However... From the old computer, we have the old monitor, Mm -hmm. the old, well, a new keyboard and a new mouse that are rainbow, and new-ish speakers. Should just be able to plug them together. Yep. However, because my dad's extra, he has a very special cord for, instead of having a VGA cord, he has a different cord for the monitor.
0: He has Asus everything. He did all the branding. Okay, he has an Asus monitor and an Asus desktop with Asus everything inside. So I'm like, okay, you fancy, that's fine. Even the cord to go from the Asus monitor to the Asus computer says Asus on it. Essentially, we just needed a different cable so that we could use this Lenovo computer with this Asus monitor. And we had to go back out to Target to get this cable.
1: Yeah, to get a VGA cable. Yeah. Because (laughs) there's a store literally... A block from the house that online said they had the cable, but then like when you put in the actual order, order, it was like, oh, this is only available for shipping. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: it was like, it won't be here till December. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to look elsewhere. So we
1: ended up going to Target specifically just for this cable. I do not like going into the out and I had to go into the out so many times. Yeah, she was pretty done. What's the rubber ducky thing? Oh, rubber ducky programming. Yeah. So before we got the refurbished computer, I was like, do we have rubber ducks in the house? Because sometimes programmers use rubber ducks as like helping them figure out like bugs in their code and the computer seemed to like them. So the old computer was having none of it. We found two rubber ducks and the old one said no. But this one is
0: like, as soon as I got everything situated, it was like, yes, we need to name this one. This desktop, we need to name it because it's going to be our like, our podcast one. Because all I put on this PC mm-hmm. is literally our recording software and art software so that we can digitize the art we're making for this podcast. That way we can put it on products and do all sorts of stuff with it because it's like really fun to be able to offer that as products to people. My vote was for uh, naming it Mimir. Because it knows all things. Yeah.
1: Because it's a computer. <laughs> that's cute. It is even M-Series.
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I just thought of it. And then like, I was like, that's a really cute name for a computer called Amir. Mirror is good. I like it. Okay, so now our new um desktop's name is Amir. And we're going to probably do something eventually to it to make it obvious that it's, that's its name. But anywho. Yeah, this is ours. We purchased it. We can draw on it with Sharpies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all situated. We'll eventually get to the mythology part, I promise. But, like, today's shorter on the myths, so you'll you'll just hang with us. It's fine. The other confuckery that happened on my end. So as soon as Sawin ended for us, we were, like, spending a few days away from work. And within those few days, I get a phone call from work saying you've been in contact with someone with COVID. And I was like oh, shit, I need to get tested. So I go and I get tested. I'm negative. BT dubs. By this last Monday night, I finally get a a text from work saying I'm clear to go back to work. I'm like, great, wonderful. So I go back to work. It's been a few weeks. And as soon as I walk in the door, they're like, you've been promoted. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you've been promoted. And you're going to be on this new team and you're going to do all these new things. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited because I get to new learn all these new things and I have got all this stuff situated. So I've got the next few weeks already written out because I had a week, like a solid week of being able to just do research and work on artwork and all that stuff for the podcast. So I'm there for a day and a half and then they take us aside and they're like, there's been another case of COVID at the work for, workplace and you haven't been in contact with that person, but we don't want to risk any of you on this team getting sick. So we're going to send you home with company computers and we're going to have you guys work from home for the next two weeks as like a pilot program. And we're like, I looking at them I'm like, well, as long as I'm being paid, that's all I can ask for. So now we have my work computer on a makeshift workstation, which is literally a card table. And it's been kind of nuts. So I'm here through till December. I think I've been home instead of work most of this month. I think I've only been at work like for one, one and a half days.
1: The dog was already spoilt with a T. Yeah.
0: And she is
1: even more spoiled.
0: As soon as I got home, I looked at Dova and I was like, what kind of magic bullshit did you do for me to have to come back and stay with you for the next two weeks?
1: I don't know how you did it, but I'm okay with that. Also, the upstairs computer now also has a rubber ducky,
0: but yes. that one's shaped like a moo cow. Yes.
1: Yeah, especially or colored like, like a moo cow.
0: What I eventually want to do is I want to get rubber duckies that are fit more of our theme, like Norse rubber duckies, if there are <laughs> any. Anywho, so there's been there's rubber duckies in our house. Everything's situated, as to what I'm drinking, because I never touched on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I already had. Starbucks this morning, but now I am drinking even more caffeine. I'm drinking way too much caffeine for a day, but I don't give a fuck because, YOLO cherry blay lemonade bang. Let me tell you, it tastes like Gushers. Yes, it has to be chilled. Yes, but it tastes like Gushers, and it's wonderful. It's our new favorite bang flavor next to black cherry vanilla. Anyway, so today we're doing Japanese week, and. I chose the Rokuro Kubi. Rokuro means lathe, and Kubi meaning neck.
1: Interesting.
0: Yes. They're a type of yokai, almost completely like humans in appearance, except for two differences. There's the type whose neck stretches, and another type whose head detaches and flies around freely. The ones that fly around freely are called Nuka Kubi. They appear in classical cadence, or spirit tales, and in yokai works. However, there are suggestions that they were created for entertainment purposes rather than from any folk beliefs or legends. Hmm. Which I think is interesting. Rokuro Kubi originated possibly from word, Rokuro, which can also mean potter's wheel, a water well's pulley, since its neck elongates, or an umbrella handle, since that also elongates the head flying version appeared later while the neck elongation version came prior Nukakubi, known for bad deeds such as attacking at night and drinking victims blood have a possible weakness when sleeping and their head floats if the body moves then the head cannot be reunited with its body oh yes sometimes When the head detaches from the body, it is seen as the soul wandering away from the body. Rokurakubi began in the Edo period, where there were tales of people's necks stretching in their sleep. It is thought that the idea of extending your neck came from people misinterpreting the visual of nukakubi. There was an idea that the nukakubi had a string attached to its head to the body, and people may have misinterpreted the string to actually be their neck. Some stories, the rokurokubi, are not yokai, but people with an affliction that affects the body. For example, in the Edo period, Ban Kokei, in his work, Kanden Kohitsu, told a tale of a geisha in the Yoshiwara brothel whose neck would elongate in her sleep. It stated that her neck stretched due to her heart being too loose. What does that mean? I don't even fucking know. That's literally in quotation marks. Like, maybe because she, like, loved too easily or something?
1: Okay, so that's not gonna be a problem for me. I was like, does it mean she doesn't love enough? And I was like, that might be a problem. Does my neck look a little longer? my <laughs> god, no. I think, it's the, I think the it's the
0: opposite because it's in a brothel. Okay. It also suggests that their neck's elongated due to spiritual principle. For example... The illustrated novel Rekoku, Keiden Kikigaki, Zoshi by Jibencha Iku, has a story about a monk named Kaishin from Enshu and a woman named Oyotsu that eloped together. Oyotsu collapsed from an illness and they ran out of, the, out of money, so Kaishin killed Oyotsu. Kaishin returned to living life and slept with a woman he met at an inn. But when sleeping together, the woman's neck elongated and her face became that of Oyotsu who told him of her resentment toward him. Feeling regretful of his actions, Kaishin tells Oyatsu's father everything. Oyatsu's father, in return, tells Kaishin that he also killed a woman before and stole the woman's money and used the money to open his inn. What the fuck? His daughter, however, which he had after opening the inn, became a Rokurokubi due to the karma. After hearing this, Kaishin returned to priesthood and built a grave for a yotsu said to be Rokurokubi no Tsuka, which means Rokurokubi Mound, to tell the story to future generations.
1: I don't trust these men.
0: In the Bunka period, a Kaden story became popular where a prostitute's neck would smoothly stretch and lick the oil paper lanterns when she slept with guests. This supposedly was used to show how Rokurokubi were beings women turned into or an illness that could be caught. It was also in this period that rokurokubi were popular in freak shows. For example, in eighteen ten, the Shoho Tenbun Roku recorded a freak show in what is now Tokyo, where a male rokurokubi was featured with an elongated neck. Most rokurokubi are female, but there are small accounts of males. Oh, that's interesting. I had no idea until I did this research.
1: I guess the men also have some loose hearts. Ba boom.
0: In the Taisho period. There was a Japanese magic trick using curtains and life-sized dolls. You know how I feel about dolls. I know how you feel about dolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but these dolls did not have heads, and the doll was wearing would be wearing a kimono in front of a curtain, and the female performer would be connected to a rope showing only her face as she would stand and squat, and the fake neck would stretch and contract as if it were a rokurokubi. There's pictures and explanations of the trick published in magazines in Meiji era, which is also for other people that don't know the eras in Japan. It's yep. the 1800s. Yes. Rokurokubi kubi with necks that separate from their body may have derived from the Chinese yokai, the hitoban, where its head separates from its body and floats around. Yokai researcher Tada Katsumi stated that the stories arrived in Japan during a period when Japan still traded with southern China, and Southeast Asia before the isolationist policy was adopted in the Edo period. This is when the rokurokubi evolved. As far as now, you can find rokurokubi in quite a few animes, like Rosario Vampire. And there's also talk about how the Dullahan is in some way, shape, or form similar to the rokurokubi because of the detached neck. And there's multiple horror films in Japan and movies that reference to Roku Kubi. The way I found this was actually on TikTok. I had watched a TikTok video where someone was saying that the Roku Kubi was a vampire that was solely women and that they would stretch their necks out at night and suck the blood of people that were nearby from their windows and that you would know that they were Roku Kubi because they'd be wearing scarves and there'd be like a red mark on their neck. I go and I research this, none of that is what I find and i'm
1: like i felt like too i wonder if that's like a particular movie's like plot line and that's where they were basing it off that's of. probably what it was i was just like what the fuck because obviously when we're talking about things that are now mm-hmm. sometimes we know from experience because we watch too much anime or we've seen it other places like you saw it on tiktok right but if we see that it's in a movie it's not like we went and watched all the movies right we have a week to do research yeah no like so sometimes it's like oh look this character's in this movie you mention it but we can't
0: watch everything we can't show everything but we do what we can so that's the ruku rukubi thank you for listening we are going to take a small break and then we're gonna come back and talk about the baku baku all right
1: How does your nose feel? It's numb.
0: (laughs) So you got to call
1: me out like that. (laughs) Okay, so when I worked at the bar a decade ago, Mm -hmm. or pretty much, I was much more used to drinking. Okay, I've got a story about
0: this. (laughs) (laughs) When I turned 22, Leah came over because we didn't get to spend my 21st birthday together. My 21st birthday, I was in college. So my college buddies took me between classes... To get slightly shit-faced. And I shit you not, slightly shit-faced. They gave me all the shots. And then I had to go to I this was the class I went to. Structural analysis of terrorism. (laughs) So my ass was very talkative through my first class with that fucking professor. I feel so bad for him. And then I went home and I walked to the liquor store, got more liquor. And then came back and I drank, like, Dr. Pepper mixed with really shitty rum the rest of the night while watching Disney films. It was great. Anyway, so I'm 22. Leah's like, this is a sacrilegious thing that I did not get to spend your 21st birthday with you. We're going to get some drinks. So what do we decide to do? We get the zombie drink, which is blue. Mm -hmm. I am partial to blue drinks. Anyways, so we decide to make a drinking game. Out of Game of Thrones, because this was back when Game of Thrones was like the first season or second season. No, it was like on its third at least. But we had, I had owned the first and second season, and I was like, Leah, Leah, you gotta watch this shit. We gotta watch this shit together. So we got pizza, and her and my sister Kat made a very rum filled tiramisu because that was my favorite dessert at the time. (laughs) And Every time I would take a drink, I would get, I'm not, I'm a lightweight, like, as it is because I don't drink very often. So. And she's pequeña. I am a smaller person. Yeah. So as I was getting more drunk, Leah would be like, you're such a lightweight. And I'd be like, challenge. And I would just keep on chugging. (laughs) And I make the bad mistake of, like, if I start getting drunk, I think I'm hungry. So I start eating greasy shit which is a terrible decision. So I eat a ton of food, and then I drink more, thinking I'm sobering up, but I'm not. And then I get sick, and I puke everywhere, and it's terrible. It's a bad decision. If I have food in my system beforehand, I'm okay, but this was a bad day (laughs) for me.
1: That was actually really funny, because I didn't know anything about Game of Thrones, so we had the list because there there was a list back then it's online. Like on Pinterest. Yeah. And it was like, drink when this happens. And I didn't know who any of these people were. I didn't know what the hell they were doing. So I'd be like, are we supposed to drink? Are we supposed to drink now? Are we supposed to drink? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it was literally the first few episodes. Yeah. But don't drink very much anymore. Just a caffeine buff, we'll yeah. say. Yeah. We were like,
0: more caffeinated connoisseurs sorry we we went on a little bit of a bunny
1: hole before we getting to what you got to talk about <laughs> so this week i did the baku that's b a k u not to be confused with the biaku which i keep wanting to say but it's not it's right. not the tiger that we did early on it is the baku so the baku is a mythical Japanese creature that has its roots in Chinese mythology, which I know a lot of them have. Mm-hmm. It was originally described in the 1600s as a chimera made of an elephant's trunk, a tiger's paws, a rhino's eyes, a bear's body, and an ox's tail. Oh. Baku were said to ward against evil and pestilence. That's nice. Yeah. So, later, in a Japanese woodblock illustration from 1791, mm. it's shown as an elephant's head, which includes the ears, trunk, and tusks, mm. a tiger's claws, and horns. This rendition is the dream-eating baku, specifically. Okay. In 1902, Japanese-born Lafcadio Hearn described a baku similar in appearance that could also devour nightmares. One legend states that when the world was new and the gods were making all of the animals, the leftover parts were put together and it made the baku. And because it was so strange, it was the god's favorite. Nice. (laughs) Some believe that a person that wakes up from a bad dream can say three times, Bakusan, come eat my dreams. And the Baku will appear and eat the nightmares, allowing them to go back to sleep. But it must be called on sparingly because if he is still hungry, then he will eat your hopes and dreams, and then you will lead an empty life. Can you tell them what you said the first time you told me that? (laughs) So um, sometimes we talk about our creatures ahead of time, sometimes we don't. It's a little bit of a surprise when we record. Yeah. But this time I was telling Eliza. I was, like, explaining all of that, and then I said, <laughs> maybe I called on it too much when I was a child, and that's why I have No hopes or dreams? No hopes or dreams!
0: Jesus Christmas.
1: <laughs> Gods. This is something I've struggled with as an adult. Like, when I was younger, I wanted to be a horticulturalist, and I knew what I wanted to do. She and... has a degree in that, by the way. I do. They know. If they've started at episode one, they know. But a lot of some people don't. Yeah, some people go in reverse, which I mean like y'all. No problem. Yeah. So I have a degree in horticulture and I've had too many heat illnesses to be out in the sun. And some people are like, Leah, you should use your degree and do the botany side, which is more scientific and you can make like different variations of plants. And patent them and make money. And I'm like, that was my least favorite class. <laughs> okay. That was my second least favorite class. My first least favorite class was IPM, which is Integrated Pest Management. And the reason that's my least favorite class is because one, I don't like bugs, <laughs> which everybody teased me about. Now, horticulture is a degree That not many young people take, like, out of high school, which is what I did. Most people in the horticulture class are adults that, like, started a landscaping business that was, like, mowing lawns, and then they graduated to doing, like, flowers, and then they were like, hey, maybe I should get a degree so that I can charge more money. So we had people ranging from me who was like 18 to people who were like in their 60s. Yeah. We even had a guy in our class who had an illegal pot farm in his basement. This was 10 years ago, so don't <laughs> worry about it, guys. And which we didn't know until he stopped coming to class. And basically he was found out and convicted and in prison. <laughs> But the thing was, it was kind of messed up because back then it wasn't legal in our state. But his purpose, he wasn't selling it for money. He had a chronic illness and he literally only sold it to people who were either like dying of cancer Mm -hmm. or people with other chronic illnesses. So it was real messed up. But anyway, it was a real interesting class. But I got teased a lot because I don't like bugs and I was going into... Horticulture, which is a gardening major.
0: That's kind of like how I uh, majored in criminal justice and my least favorite thing was corrections and they tried putting me into corrections multiple times. I actually tried it. I tried it for three weeks and I was like, fuck this. And I just left.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. How do we get on that tangent? Um,
0: Because we're talking about plants for some reason.
1: Oh no, hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams. Got it. So So anyway, I ended up in a field that is very much not flowers and (laughs) have a degree that I do not use. Same. And I was being a little bit morbid with my dark humor the other night and said, oh, I must have done that as a child. Obviously, I did not because I literally learned about the Baku like last week when I was researching. Right. But... I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. Anywho's it. So one can also invoke the baku prior to going to sleep as protection from bad dreams. And in the 1910s, children in Japan began keeping a baku talisman in their room as protection. Some still do this practice to this day. The Japanese word baku also refers to the real-life animal, the tapir. The tapir is approximately 3.3 feet or one meter tall. It's an herbivore that's body is shaped like a pig, but has a small trunk like an elephant. It's native to forests and jungles in Central and South America, but also Southeast Asia. Hmm. They can live approximately 25 years in the wild, but up to 30 years in zoos. They grow between 5.5 and eight feet or 179 centimeters and 243 centimeters in length, depending on the species, because there's multiple species. Dang. And they can weigh between 330 and 550 pounds, or approximately 149 kilograms to 249 kilograms. Holy shit! I realized how many countries this last week we've
0: reached, yeah. and I was like,
1: maybe I should put this in metric, because America's the only place that use it's right so the tapir species are all on either the endangered or the vulnerable lists which is sad Aww. and there are relatives of the tapir that are extinct oh dang yeah but there's there's relatives that are still around like apparently horses they're related and it has to do with like their hooves. oh their use in amulet form as protection from bad dreams, has been likened to the use of dream catchers in some Native American and First Nation cultures. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Some people would also embroider the character for Baku on pillowcases to help ward off bad dreams. A New Year's tradition called Hatsuyume is to put a picture of a Baku under one's pillow on the evening between January 1st and January 2nd. Mm. It's believed that if you have a good dream those nights, then you'll have good luck all year. Oh, But if you have a lucky dream, you have to keep it a secret. Because if you tell someone, you lose the year of good luck. Now, if you have a bad dream, you're, you could either call upon the Baku to devour it, Or you could set the picture adrift in either the ocean or a river to stall the bad luck. Damn. Mm -hmm. Some people also hang pictures and paintings of the Baku in their bedrooms above the bed for dream protection. And there's many places in Japan that sell Baku merch from talisman to like Baku shaped pillows. Aww. And then side note for anyone who wants to look up this creature, you're going to want to put Baku... And then either the word Japan or Japanese in your search engine, because there is a capital city called Baku in Azerbaijan, in the Caspian Sea, which, fun fact, is 28 meters below sea level. Oh, damn. It is the only capital city below sea level. Okay. That's pretty cool. And the only reason I found that out was because I ended up down a bunny hole when I was trying to look up this Baku and I saw that it was something else. And I was like, yes, I will learn more knowledge. Thank you. <laughs> so as we say, in the modern world, Baku can be seen in Digimon what? as BakuMon and Tapirmon because apparently it's the same character, but... Depending on where you were watching, it depends on what they called it. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon, as both the characters Drowsy and Muna. Oh. And then it's also found in the kids' show Yokai Watch. Not surprised. No. Except it looks just like a little pink elephant in that, and the other ones are at least more stylized. Yeah. So then, in traditional Japanese art, they can be found in carvings, both two D and three D. They can be found as decorations on some Buddhist temples. Tempos. Tempos. (laughs) Buddhist temples. Keep it. (laughs) Please. (laughs) For me. And Shinto shrines as a way of warding off evil. Oh, damn. And they are also made into netsuke, which are small sculptures, which originally started off as part of, like, articles of clothing. Mm but. Now they are just made as like decoration. And that's it, Baku. Handslap. When her
0: peppermint mocha was done wrong and I went to get her a new one. Was it wasn't done wrong? It fucking spilled. Okay, it wasn't done wrong. It just spilled everywhere. The lady behind the counter was like, give her this new one to make her day better. Because obviously the other one was not meant to be. And the other girl behind the counter was like, rude. (laughs) Yeah, the other
1: girl is actually the one who made it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she was like, I made that drink. What you trying to say? And then the girl, the other lady that was making the new one was like, maybe you shouldn't start beef with me and I wouldn't be giving
1: you shade. And I was like, (laughs) that actually started while I was in there. Oh, the other girl. (laughs) I mean, they were playing like around, it wasn't like real mean. But um, the one girl is the manager, the one that gave you the free drink is the manager. The other one is a worker. And apparently, the worker was like getting a little sassy about making new whipped cream because they still had some whipped cream. And the manager was like, just make new whipped cream. It'll be fresh. Anyway, so she makes my drink, the worker makes my drink and the top of peppermint mocha, at least during the winter time, because mm-hmm. I. Get it made for myself during the regular year, I just ask for a mocha with peppermint pumps at it. And so during the wintertime, they also decorate the whipped cream with chocolate curls, which come in like this little plastic container. And like most spice containers, at least in America, it has two sides to its lid. One side has like little holes to like let you put only a little bit on. And the other side is just half of the container lid open. <laughs> And she almost like poured the whole big thing, the whole thing on it, and and she was like, "Whoop! That would have been bad." And I was like, "What?" I was watching it happen. I was like, "That's what we call air quotes made with love." (laughs) But she corrected herself in time and only put a little bit on. So I missed all of this because I was paying for
0: groceries. Yeah. So yeah, our Thanksgiving was canceled this year
1: because of COVID. Because of
0: COVID. We're trying to be responsible adults and not potentially spread it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we just don't want to encourage any spreading of that. So we're having Thanksgiving here.
1: But we have <laughs> special things we're doing. So like today, yes, we are going to make the Gruyere fondue, which is why we have the white wine. BT and- dubs, that's from the Skyrim
0: Elder Scrolls cookbook.
1: Sorry, keep going. <laughs> That was gifted to Eliza just recently. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> it's a beautiful book. It is. I love it it's so very, much. It's very hefty. Like, you could hurt somebody if you hit him in the head with it. Thank you, cat. And then near to Thanksgiving, we're going to make ginger snaps because Eliza's never had them. I've never had homemade ginger snaps. Okay. She's we actually bought ones.
0: molasses and it was really funny because we were looking for it and we were in the baking aisle. And I was looking at this stuff, and I was like, I feel like I've seen molasses somewhere. Syrup. Because I'm always in that syrup section looking at maple. I'm a very, like... Particular. I'm very particular about having real maple syrup. I don't do that fake syrup shit. shibougie. I am bougie about my syrup. I'm not gonna lie. But that's where the molasses was.
1: Yeah. I was thinking, oh, it should be in the baking aisle, because you use it for baking. It should be in the baking aisle near sweeteners, because that makes sense. But no, it was next to the syrup. Yep. So we found it, and we're going to make ginger snaps.
0: Yep. And we got brie. Yes. We also got brie, and we got extra, like, bread things that's not a French baguette. That the bread stuff is actually good through the week. That's why I got the little ones Mm -hmm. to go with the brie.
1: Cool. Yeah, what
0: we do is we take the brie, we bake it in the oven. We cover it in some bacon. It's like a brown sugar water mixture, mm-hmm. but I think we should try it with maple. We could do that. We, I think we, I'm pretty sure we can try that. Yeah, like that sounds like a good plan.
1: So reminders, everybody, make sure to check out our art for this week's creatures on our Instagram at coffee table mythos. If you want to share any of your art of these creatures, make sure to use our hashtag Coffee Table Mythos so that we and our followers can check them out. As always, if you have any stories or requests, please email us at coffeetablemythos at gmail.com. And remember to mention if you want a shout out of either a name or handle and where to find you, or if you would like to remain anonymous. You can also find us at our Facebook page, Coffee Table Mythos. You can message us on here as well. And I do want to remind everyone, please send in your requests. Because January will be a grab bag month. So that'll be the last week in January. So send in anything you're interested in so that we can research it and do that episode. Mm -hmm. So technically we have two spots because we each do one. Yeah. So if you want Native American, if you want India, if you want Russia, let us know. Finland, wherever. Like... Let us know what kind of creature you want us to do, and we'll look into it and do our research on it. Alright, check out our merch on Teespring
0: at teespring.com store slash coffee table dash mythos. We are adding more listings as we research more creatures and make more art. If you would like to donate to us, you can on anchor.fm slash coffee table mythos. Or you can become a patron through patreon.com slash coffee table mythos. For right now, all donations will go to making this podcast better. Thank you so much for listening. Please give us a like, follow, and subscribe, share, and review our podcast if you have the time. We are interested in what you have to say. This is Coffee Table Mythos. We'll catch you next time.